Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. He's worthy and that's all he wants is this praise. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. He's here. He's in the house. Hallelujah. He's moving in the house today. He's moving in this house today. Oh, my Lord. Can't you feel him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's enough to go ahead and call the benediction. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give our praise team a hand. These wonderful musicians, our media team, hospitality, our greeters, our teachers, hallelujah, our deacons, ministers, hallelujah, our saints and our friends, hallelujah. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Where else can you have this kind of fun, hallelujah, rejoicing in the Lord? There's no greater place to be than in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amongst the saints of God. Oh, my Lord, I love it. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for being here today. And I thank God for our awesome leaders, Pastor David and Lady Vicki Foster. Hallelujah. We thank God for the angels of this house. Hallelujah. In their absence. Hallelujah. They entrusted us to carry on, to continue to praise the Lord and lift him up, continue to magnify his name and exalt him together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we just thank God for them. Thank God for their examples. Thank God for their labor of love. And they are worthy of, you know, just giving them honor. Hallelujah. And they, they need some rest. They do so much. They do things in front of the scene and behind the scene. They do more than we can ever comprehend. And to be able to come forth every Sunday and bring us a message that bless our lives and helps us to stay strong and to endure until the end. Hallelujah. I thank God for Pastor David. Amen. That is one powerful preacher, teacher. Hallelujah. And Minister Dante's Foster is a chip off the old block. Amen. Amen. We thank God and give honor to God and give honor to Elder Rosa being in the house. Amen. Elder Rosa Smith. That's my first, first lady. <laughs> so I thank God for her. Thank God for you, you and you. And I won't be before you long. We're going to say a prayer and get on into the word and you know, let God have his way. Amen. All right, let us pray. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that you're already here. You already showed up. You've already showed out. Hallelujah, God. You desire to be in the midst of the praises of your people. And that's where you are, God. And we thank you, Lord, for the praises of the people, oh God. Oh Lord, because they know, God, who you are. They know, God, what you've done for them in their lives, oh God. They know, God, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, oh God. And for that, God, we say thank you. Continue to move in the house, God. Continue to show yourself mighty and strong, God. Oh Lord, I pray that I decrease and that you increase. That you take over, take complete control, Holy Ghost. Have your way. I'm your vessel, your instrument. Use my mouth as you see fit. You said open my mouth and you will put the words there. I trust you with all my heart and we thank you, God, for the word that's going to come forth, God, that's going to bless in the house. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I just thank God. Thank God for this wonderful day that he has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I believe we've already shown that we are rejoicing in the Lord no matter what the weather looks like outside and no matter what you feel like on the inside, 
we know that God is worthy to be praised. Amen. He is always worthy to be praised. No matter what I'm going through, he's still worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We thank God. You know, Pastor has had us to go, over, go through the fruit of the Spirit. And um, I, I thank God for that because, you know, we have a great uh, gift that lives within us in the Holy Ghost. And the fruit of the Spirit, if we go to Galatians 5 and 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Hallelujah. And it says against this, there is no law against these attributes. None of this fruit has anything. It's not going to go against the law. The Holy Spirit is the one who produces this kind of fruit. Hallelujah. Because this kind of fruit, it goes against our human nature. Hallelujah. Because in the flesh... Or when we was in the world, when someone didn't love us, we didn't love them. But in the spirit of God, if somebody don't love me, I still love you. Amen. So that's how come I say that this right here goes against human nature. So it takes the Holy Spirit to produce this kind of fruit in the lives of believers. And we as believers should be exemplifying this. We cannot do it of our own. But we need to understand what God is doing in our lives. Sometimes we are not, uh, we may be uh, lacking in some areas of the fruit. And those areas that we're lacking in, God will step in and he will test us in these areas. And he will work on us in these areas. So when we have to deal with love, if someone is not loving right, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is going to keep putting things in your life to make you check your love walk. Hallelujah. You're going to keep putting things in your life to make you see where you're at in love. Hallelujah. So in, in the same way with peace, the same way with joy, you know, are we going to let somebody steal our joy? Hallelujah. When God says, I give you joy, my, he says, and the joy I give you, no man can take from you. You know, so we have to know that these are the things that the spirit of God gives us. Hallelujah. And whether I have it or not, the Holy Spirit's going to let you know where you're at. So that he can get this fruit to be produced. It needs to be produced. Every one of these fruit needs to be produced in our lives in order for us to shine in this world today. Because the world is looking for something different than the world. They're looking for something different than what they see normally. What they see on TV. What they see on their jobs on a day-to-day basis. Where people are mad and angry, don't like their jobs. Or wherever people are, you know, not being nice in restaurants and you know, so people want to look and see something different. And we as the body of Christ are the ones to show them different. And that different is God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the one who makes all the difference in the world. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this is how we let our light shine in this world. It says um, in Matthew 7 and 20 says, Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. That is how we are known, is by our fruit. What are we exemplifying before the world today? It's very important. How we live before God is very important. Because we got to be living this thing before him, before we can even think about the world. Because if we're living it before him and for him, then the world will see it. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. So letting our light shine for the world to see the good works. And they will give glory to God, our Father, which is in heaven, according to Matthew 5 and 16. Now, the part of the fruit that I'm to speak on today is love. I love love. Don't you love love? <laughs> I love love. I do. I love everybody. I've had to learn about love. Because we use that word so loosely. 
You know, I love ice cream. I love steak. I love, you know, I don't know, clothes or whatever. You know, but I've learned that I love people. I love God. I love nature. I love what God has created. And I like things. Things are nice. I like them. But I love God. I love souls. I love nature. I care about everything. So I thank God for the word of love. Hallelujah. Everybody wants to be loved. Amen. Amen. I don't care who you are, where you're from, how much money you got, or how much you don't have. Everybody wants to feel loved. Amen. So love, I always say, it makes the world go around. And when love is no longer there, the world's got to come to an end because God is love. Hallelujah. So we have to love. You know, I just thank God for it. Um, there are four types of love. One is called agape love. And agape in the Greek word, which means it is the highest form of love. The love of God for man and of man for God. It embraces a profound sacrificial love that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. It is an unconditional, not, no matter what the situation is, I love you. That's the way love is. You know, so this kind of love right here is a love that uh, comes from God, and it is his relationship with man and man's relationship with God. We have this kind of love that is on a whole nother level from the natural uh, understanding of love that people go through uh, before they come into Christ. Hallelujah. So regardless of your circumstances, regardless, God loves you unconditionally. Hallelujah. You have not done anything so bad that God love can't reach you. Hallelujah. That's how much he loves us. Hallelujah. And then there's another love, uh, eros. Eros is the Greek word uh, that is used to describe the romantic love between a man and a woman. So that is uh, another type of love. And then there's filial love, which is a Greek word, which means it's a uh, kind of equal love shared between people who value one another. It's brotherly love. It's a friendly love. Uh, the ancient Greeks thought it was more, even more precious than eros because this is the love that you have for your brother or your sister, you know, and, you know your friends. So uh, not your natural brothers and sisters, but your, you know, your brothers and sisters. You know, I consider everybody my brother, my sister, whether they're saved or not saved. So at work, I'm always saying, uh, go talk to your sister or go talk to your brother. And now, they're, whether they're white, black, Asian, it doesn't matter. They know who I'm, that I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> because I've gotten them used to that because I want them to realize that we are brothers and sisters. We are all, you know, children of God. So that's how come I always use that brother or sister to them and uh, just to illustrate how we're all important to one another. And then there's the storage uh, uh, word of love, and it is a Greek word used to describe the natural, overflow, natural overflowing love that family members have for one another. So those are the different types of love that, is, uh, that I have looked up, and I was like, okay, very interesting. But the love we're going to talk about today is that agape love. That's, that's an awesome love to have, isn't it? That's an awesome love to have from God, and it's an awesome love to be able to give to God. Hallelujah. Love is the first attribute of the fruit of the Spirit, and it is the most important one in our Christian walk today. Hallelujah. Because God is love. So we have to definitely be showing love because we know that our God, he is nothing but love. He is love in his purest form. He, is, he put love in us. Hallelujah. He is the creator of love. My God. And how else are we able to love without him? Hallelujah. This comes from God. This powerful attribute is love. 
I've read a lot of stories, and uh, I look at YouTube of a lot of near-death experiences. And one thing that the people always say that have died and come back, they said that when they met Jesus, they said it was a love that they never experienced here on earth. They said it was a love that they was like, oh, I just can't believe this. A love that they didn't even want to leave. And they said, and when they looked in his eyes, that was all there was. That was it. So that is the kind of love that God has to even allow you to come into his presence just for a little bit, a brief moment, and experience his love, those who was, who was able to go and to come back and to tell the story. And they talked about the love of God. And then those also, some of them have said that God says, well, how did you love? How was your love? How did you love others? And he will show them their life experience. And they will go back and they look and they will be like, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I could have I helped that person that I walked by. Oh, I could have spoke nicer to this other person. So they come back as changed people, knowing that love is the most important thing that they can do here on earth. It's to love God and to love their fellow, fellow brother and sister. And so thank God for those who have had those experiences. Now, not all the experiences was in heaven or had experience with Jesus, but some of them had the hellish experience. And they came back with a different testimony and they talked about how the love of God, just for them being in hell for a brief moment on the verge of life and death, that God would hear them when they called on Jesus, and he would come down and snatch them up, pull them up with his hand. And, and they would experience the love of God in that way. That's how powerful God's love is. It will reach way down in hell and pull a soul up out of hell. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. This is something that is so amazing that most human beings don't have a, a clue about God's love. They don't understand the love of God. Why this world is continuing to go on is all because of the love of God. Hallelujah. Because he knows that there are souls that's not come to him yet. He knows that there are souls that's not ready to leave yet. Hallelujah. And because he loves us so much. Hallelujah. He's given us time. He's given us time. He's given the body of Christ time to show love, to tell about the goodness of him, to tell about his love. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Ephesians 3 and 18. It says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you have the power. May you have the spirit of God living in you so that you can understand it first, as all God's people should, how wide, long, high, and deep God's love is. And when you understand it, then you can tell somebody else about it. Amen? Hallelujah. God's love is more than we can ever comprehend. It is so many and, and so many times, because of different types of situations, circumstances, we feel that God, hallelujah, don't love us, don't care about us. But now you can tell the devil he's a liar. He is a liar because God is love. God does love me. God does care about my situation and what I'm going through and what I'm dealing with. Yes, God does care. Hallelujah. He'll come to you in the midnight hour. Yes, he cares. Yes, he loves me. He hears my voice. He hears my cry. Hallelujah. So this is about God's love. My God. Thank you, Jesus. So many people be on the verge of suicide because they don't understand the depths of God's love and God's divine intervention over and over again. My goodness. Some people say they were about ready to take their life and then God intervened and sent somebody. Hallelujah. He'll send an angel to stop you. Hallelujah. Because he loves us just that much. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. 
Hallelujah. His love is incomprehensible. Hallelujah. But we try with our little, little minds, our little, you know, natural minds to understand God, but it has to be in the spirit. It has to be. Hallelujah. God showed us in 1 John 4 and 9, hallelujah, how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Hallelujah. That right there is enough to praise him on. Hallelujah. For his son, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is God's love. He said, this is real love. Hallelujah. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice. This is the greatest love shown to man. And when God sent his son, Jesus Christ, the savior of the world, and gave him as a sacrifice, for our sins. God showed us such great love. It had to be something to say, I need you to go down there. I need you to be born of a virgin. And I need you to show them me. I need you to walk among this earth where there is sin. I know you're leaving a place that's holy. I know you're leaving a place of, 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 of beauty, of perfection. And you're going to a place where there is sin the thing that has separated us from God. He says, I know you got to go there, but I love them. Hallelujah. They need, they need a, a, a way of escape. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. John 3, 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Glory be to God. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And you know what? This is what the devil does not want to get out in the world. That all you got to do is just believe in Jesus. Just believe in the only begotten son of God and he said you will be saved. Hallelujah. You won't perish. You won't die and go to hell but you're going to have everlasting life with God in heaven. Hallelujah. Who wouldn't want to go there? Hallelujah. We celebrate Christmas because of God's love. This is the time, hallelujah, where he sent his son, hallelujah, to redeem us back to him. Glory be to God. God made arrangements way back in the Garden of Eden, hallelujah, right where sin began. God went all the way back there, hallelujah, Way back then, he was like, I'm going to have to redeem them. My God. In Genesis 3 and 15, he says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. After they sinned, God had made this declaration, this promise. Hallelujah. That we celebrate at Christmas today. That he was going to send a seed. Hallelujah. He says, I am going to put enmity between thee and the woman. He's talking to the devil. And between the devil's seed, between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise your head. And thou shalt bruise his heel. And that was the illustration of Jesus on that cross. Hallelujah. He bruised the heel of Jesus. But when Jesus got up on that third day, he bruised the devil's head because we are the witnesses of it today. Hallelujah. You see, sin separates us from God. And he wanted to be in relationship with us so much so that he sent Jesus for us. Glory, hallelujah, to the most high God for fulfilling his promise. Way back in Genesis. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. As much as we enjoy the decorations and gifts and gatherings of Christmas, none of these things should ever 
overshadowed the absolute true meaning of Christmas. They should never, ever overshadow the true meaning of Christmas. We celebrate it because Jesus came. We got to let the world know this is our time to testify and to tell them. Hallelujah. It's a shame when children don't even know why we celebrate Christmas. It's about Christ. It's about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this is why we celebrate him. We love him. And we are so grateful for God's love to fulfill his promise and to send him. Especially in the times that we're living in right now, people need to know this. People need to know about God's love. They need to know that hope came at Christmas. They need to know that. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ. There is hope in him. Hallelujah. For a better life. For a good life while we're still living here on this earth today. You know, when we get saved, it's not just, you know, that life is always going to be easy. But it's easier with God. Amen. I know who's got me. Hallelujah. I know who's going to make a way. I know who's going to heal me. I know who's going to deliver me. And when he's ready to take me, I'm going home to be with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the love of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My Lord. Mm -mm -mm. I love him. I love him. Do you love Jesus? Hallelujah. Just tell him that you love him. I love you, Lord. I love you. Hallelujah. But he first loved you. <laughs> That's why you're able to love him. Praise our God. Matthew 2 and 10. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. They opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Hallelujah. Now, this is the wise men. When they went and they saw Jesus, I love the, the, um, the screen what the media team had put together before service started, you know, about uh, the birth of the Savior. And uh, I just love that. So, but here we see that the wise men, they recognized him, and they wanted to go and see him. And when they finally did see him, the first thing that they did, it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. So just knowing that I see the star, I'm rejoicing as I'm on my way to see the Messiah. I'm going to see the one that they talked about and the prophets of old. I'm on my way to see that. So I'm rejoicing. They're rejoicing because they're on their way. Hallelujah. Shouldn't we as the body of Christ be rejoicing because we're on our way, hallelujah, to a better place. We're on our way to heaven one day. Glory be to God. So just knowing when we look to see Jesus that we're on our way, hallelujah, to somewhere greater than where we are right now. Hallelujah. And it says also uh, that when they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary, they bowed down and worshiped him. When you come in the presence of the almighty God, you already know I'm on my knees, I'm on my face because God is in the room. <laughs> Hallelujah. God has allowed me to see the Messiah, my God. Hallelujah. How excited were you when you first found out about Jesus? When you first encountered him for your own self? When you had your own personal encounter with God? Didn't it make you just be like, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm before almighty God. I feel his presence. I feel his spirit. Hallelujah. All I can do is be before you and bow. Hallelujah. Tears run down your face because you're in his presence. My God. Being in the presence of an almighty God. God, you have allowed me to come in your presence. So you can't just come any kind of way. Hallelujah. You got to come humble. You got to come lowly. You got to come, hallelujah, with a pure heart. Hallelujah. That I'm before an almighty God. And when you do that, he shows up. And he shows up right on time. Hallelujah. He'll do something on the inside of you. Hallelujah. It's like, I don't want to leave this place. I don't want this to end. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. But I couldn't function in life if it did just stay that way. God is like, I need you to get up, daughter. <laughs> I got something for you to do. You can't just stay here all day. So, but I thank God. Thank God. And then what they did is they opened the chest and they gave him gifts. This is why we celebrate Christmas. We bring him gifts. We bring him the gift of praise, the sacrifice of praise. We bring him the gift of worship. We give him the gift of obedience. We give him the gift of love unconditionally because he's good. We give him the gift of praise. Hallelujah. We give him the gift of witnessing to somebody about his goodness. Hallelujah. We bring him gifts. Hallelujah. But those gifts that they brought him was gold, which represents the king, frankincense, which was the fragrance aroma of the temple, and mirrors, what they used to uh, put on the body of a corpse. This right here was symbolizing that Jesus is the king of kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the frankincense of him being in the temple, him as, you know, the temple was torn in two. Hallelujah. When he was crucified on that cross, and that right there was letting them know that he is the one that we ought to go to. And then the mirror is when he gave his life on that cross. They may not have known why they was bringing those gifts, but those gifts were symbolic uh, in the days of old. And it's time for us to shift our focus back to God. Hallelujah. Just as it should be, especially during this season where the enemy wants us to be distracted by busyness, going, doing, people pulling on your left and right, and getting you off track to what this season really is about. You know, we always sometimes get caught up in, I got to get a gift for this one, I got to do this for that one, I got to get a gift for that. No, 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 no. What you need to do is say, listen, the greatest gift of all is Jesus. <laughs> I want to give you the greatest gift of all. <laughs> You know, I can give you a, a diamond ring. I can give you, uh, you know, some red bottom shoes. Or I can give you all those things. But the greatest gift of all is Jesus. He is the greatest gift. And we can continue to give this gift all year long. Hallelujah. Praise our God. We also celebrate Easter. Um, it's God's great gift to us as well. He showed his great love for us. By doing just what he said, he sacrificed his only begotten son. He didn't want man to keep living in sin and not knowing him. A great sacrifice was made for you and me, but God's love said, we are worth it. We're worth it. And the Bible says, you know, I can see why David was saying, what is man that thou art so mindful of him, or the son of man that you would even visit him? God loves us so much that he's like, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to be with you. My God, that's how much he loves us. But because of sin coming into the picture, God says, now nah, I can't because I'm too holy. I'm a holy God. And, and, you know, I created you to be holy, but because sin is there, I can't step over that. But I'm sending my son to give his life for you so that I can again be close to you so that we can again walk together in the cool of the day. Hallelujah. So I can talk with you when you can talk back with me. Glory be to God. That's the way God's love is. My Lord. Hallelujah. But God's love, he says again, we're worth it. We're worth it. He's mindful of us all the time. He wants to visit with us all the time. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation shows just how much God's love is. He reveals to us uh, so that we can know his heart and his will for our lives. Hallelujah. Even with Adam and Eve, God enjoyed his communion with them, with Adam, in the cool of the day. You know, he would come to visit Adam. He enjoyed his time with Adam until one particular day that he goes to visit Adam, and Adam is where is you? Adam, where are you? What in the world? We always meet here. We always meet in the cool of the day and have our time of conversating and I enjoy you. But Adam went and hid himself because he done sinned against God. He realized that I done wrong. 
And I don't want to be close to God because of my wrongness. But God wanted him to still be in communion with him. So God already started making a way. My goodness. And he told him, it's all right. I get you. You may bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. <laughs> Glory be to God. So, but he made a way so that we could get back with him. Hallelujah. God has wanted nothing in relationship, nothing but to be in relationship with his creation. Even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. So we may be in a, in a state where, you know, you have backslidden, but God loves you. I want you to come on back to him because he wants that relationship. That is most important to God is his relationship with his people. Hallelujah. First John 4 and 16 says, for we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. All who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So we can't love without God. God lives in us, then love should be living in us. We should be showing nothing but love to everybody. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they smell like or what they look like or how they're acting. It doesn't matter what comes out of their mouths. You know, we have to still show love because God is love. And we pray for people. My goodness. Psalms 36 and 7. How precious is your unfailing love, O oh God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from, the from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life and the light by which we see. What a mighty God we serve. This is the kind of love that God has. His love is unfailing. Hallelujah. That all humanity finds shelter in the shadow of his wings. And he feeds us with abundance of life, uh, abundance of his own house. So he's always providing for us. He's always delighting us, blessing us, giving us peace and joy and hope. Hallelujah. And we get to see him. Hallelujah. Thank God for his love because it will find you no matter where you're at. Hallelujah. No matter where you are in life, it will find you. And we was to look at Abram, he would be like, I was at home, I was in my uh, homeland, and I was with my family, and God shows on, up on the scene. Oh, yeah. God shows up. And he says to him, he says, Abram, I want you to get up. I want you to leave this place and leave your family and go to a place where I will show you. Because God has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives a plan and a purpose. Hallelujah. And his plan was, okay, Abram, I need you to get up. I need you to leave this place because these people don't know me. But I'm going to start with you because you're going to know me. You're going to know me intimately so much so that you're going to be known as the friend of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when he did this, then God says, I'm going to start with you to build a people that's going to know who I am. And that's something, that's all God wants is us to be in relationship with him. Oh, he's so awesome. And because of that, he says to him, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. And that's in Genesis 12. And so God is just that kind of God that he wanted a nation to be brought through him that will know who he is. And that is the Israelites that we know of as of today. So thank God for his word and his promises. God is a God of his word. He makes a promise, he keeps it, and he doesn't break it. Hallelujah. He is able to fulfill whatever he said. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry or doubt God's word. If he said it, believe it. If he's going to heal you, he's healed you. If he said you were healed, no matter what the, the situation is, I was healed. I'm healed. I'm healed by his stripes. So if God said it, I believe it. Hallelujah. Because I, he's unproven himself too many times. 
My Lord. Hallelujah. Even Moses on the backside of the mountain. Here he is tending to the flock of his father-in-law. Hallelujah. And he says, I was, and all of a sudden I saw a burning bush. And I want to look like, what is this going on over here? And then he hear God speak to him and tell him, take your shoes off because you're standing on some holy ground, brother. <laughs> you don't know me yet like that, but uh, are you about to find out who I am? Hallelujah. So I just thank God, you know, and God used Moses to do a great work. Hallelujah. To lead his people out of Egypt, out of bondage. That's what he did. That's the kind of God that we serve, that love us so much. He don't want you to stay in bondage. He don't want you tied down to the enemy and his lies and his mess and him beating you down and keeping you down and, you know, just making you feel horrible all the time. God says, no, it's enough. I'm here to set you free through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. If I was to sing a song earlier, I was thinking I said I would sing, I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains are holding me. Because my soul is resting. And it is a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Hallelujah. That's what I would sing today. Hallelujah. And that's because of Jesus Christ. And as we go on and we talk a little bit about David. David would say, I was out there and I was tending to the sheep of my father. All of a sudden, one of my brothers come and tell me, hey, somebody want to see you at daddy's house. I'm paraphrasing y'all. <laughs> you can always go in the Bible and read this. Exodus 3 is about Moses. 1 Samuel 16 is about David. And he says, he says, uh, okay. So he goes there and Samuel meets him and pours that oil on him. That oil of the anointing, the power of God, the presence of God on him, that he was chosen to be king of Israel. Little Melora that's out there tending to the sheep, they had even forgotten about him, didn't think about him. And when he said, Samuel goes to visit him, he's like, is this all your boys? And even Samuel was like, well, it must be this one right here that looks all big and sturdy and mighty handsome looking, that must be the one that's going to be the one anointed. God said, that ain't him. Well, okay, well, maybe it's this one over here. He, he looked good and like he, he got something going on too. God said, that ain't him. And he went through all the boys and in the house of Jesse and come to realize, he said, well, none of these are him. So Jesse, do you got any other ones? And he, Jesse had a thing like, hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got one out there tending to the sheep. David is out there who they had forgotten about, but God had a plan for him. That forgotten one, God had a plan for him. Praise our God. And God told him, bring him on in. Samuel said, bring him in because we're not going to do anything until he gets here. And when he got there, he said, he's the one. He's the one. Hallelujah. So we just thank God, you know, that he loves us this much, even to deal with a backslider like Jonah. And here is Jonah in the belly of a fish. He's supposed to went to Nineveh and preach to the people and tell them about God's judgment. And instead, he wants to run and go in a different direction. So God deals with him. He messes up the boat, puts him in the fish. And let Jonah think about some things. While you're sitting there, I want you to think about some stuff. Why am I in this fish? Well, God told me to go and to tell these people something. Why am I going in the opposite direction? Okay, God, I'll go. So God, who had not forgotten him, God knew where exactly where he was, had the fish to spit him out onto the land. And when he did, he took off running and made a three-day's journey. I think it's like in one day. Hallelujah. He put some haste in his feet. Uh, I mean, he was gone. <laughs> he had some super speed going on there. Hallelujah. Because he knew I got to get this message to the people. And he got the message there. And because of that, Nineveh was saved. Those people was ready 
they were ready to repent. They were ready to go ahead and do what they needed to do in order to get right with God. And then we can bring it on down to me and you. Where were you when God's love found you? I know where I was. I was at Christ's Holiness Evangelist Temple of the Apostles' Faith, 4820 Guy Road. <laughs> that was the name of the church, y'all, many years ago. Can you imagine trying to keep up with that? We had to make it into an acronym, CHET, C-H-E-T, Christ's Holiness Evangelist Temple of the Apostolic Faith. Right, Ella Rosa? <laughs> that was Ella Vicky's dad, Pastor Bishop Harold Smith, Jr., and that was the name of the church at the time. And um, there I was sitting there with my little cute self, thinking that, okay, I'm in here for my daughter. I'm going to hear a word. I'm going to go up for a prayer, and then I'm going to go back and sit down. But God, he loved me too much. He loved me too much to let me go back to that seat the same way that I came up. I was a sinner walking up there, but I was a saint going back to my chair. That's God's love. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember where you were when he found you? Hallelujah. Sometimes we got to go back to those times and just reminisce on how God changed my life that very moment. And that same day I heard the devil speak for the first time, even though he had been in my life leading me to do all kinds of things that I was doing back then. I don't have to name them all out, but they were bad. They were against God. But I heard him say, do you realize what you just did? You just said, I don't want to hear that music anymore. I don't want to drink that anymore. I don't want to smoke that anymore. I don't want to do that kind of dance anymore. Do you realize what you just did? And something inside of me said, yes, I do. And I mean, I'm hearing this voice audible just like you hear me now. But God and his sweet self, that very day, that very evening, I went outside the church. I looked up towards the sky and I said, Lord, I don't know the first thing about being a Christian. But God, he began to deal with me in my dreams. And I began to have a relationship with him. And he talked with me and I talked with him. He revealed things to me that I didn't know. And the first thing that he showed me in the dream was his crucifixion. That was the very first thing that he showed me. And I was remembering that dream like it was yesterday. And I was crying and I was like, I don't want to see it because I, I know that's what was going on. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was on my knees and I was like I was in front of a, like a sofa or something. And somebody says, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm thanking, I'm thanking Jesus for dying on the cross. I said, I'm thanking Jesus. I said, but they're hurting him. And they got him on the cross. And they, he says, but I did it for you. Oh my gosh. The love of God. He says, I did it for you. So I woke up that, from that dream rejoicing. And I had many other dreams with him. Revelations of things that I can't explain. But God has been so awesome to us. I know I had a few more things up here. Um, uh, uh, in John 15 and 16, I'm just going to see, read these few scriptures, and then we're going to get ready for the altar call. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, hallelujah, that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. What a mighty God we serve. I didn't choose him, he chose me. He chose me that fateful day in April 1994 to give my life to him. Because I was sitting in that chair, it wasn't my intention to get up and go up there. But because he dealt with me while I was sitting in that chair, I got up and went up for prayer. And he changed my life forevermore. And he says, 
that you should go forth and bring fruit and that your fruit should remain. That we're going to have this fruit of the Spirit. It's going to remain in you. And we're going to make some fruit by running souls to Christ. Hallelujah. And he says, and you can ask the Father in my name. You can ask him whatever you want to ask him. And he says that he may give it to you. So that's why we pray. We pray to the Father about everything, even to come before you and to speak today. I can't just do this on my own. It has to be the Lord. It has to be his spirit. It's not me. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that he found me when he did. And I'm here today because of his love. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19. I understand why the psalmist says your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Jesus says, John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He calls you friends today. Hallelujah. You would think that, you know, him being God, him being our Savior, that, you know, he would refer to her, us as his servants. But he says, you're my friends. That's why he called Abraham the friend of God. My goodness. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he wants to be in relationship with us. And we, we should embrace that and never take it for granted that we are walking with God. God in us, us in God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am you and you and me and we in the Father. <laughs> We're walking with God. My husband always saying from his son that we may be the only Jesus this world see. Hallelujah. Are we representing him well? Are we showing and exemplifying the fruit of the Spirit? Are we showing the love of God everywhere we go? Hallelujah. In our speech, and our talk, and our looks, people can look at you and tell if you're showing the love of God or not. Because a lot of us can speak with our faces. I know I can. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. I ain't going to look at them because, you know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I turn my head. So, but, uh, but God is good. He loves us. Hallelujah. I thank God because he's a mighty good God. Let's give him a hand of praise. He's awesome in the house. He's awesome, God. That's why y'all praising him like you did this morning. Because you understand his love. You understand how good he is. And he's so worthy to be praised and honored. Hallelujah. And as the.